You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Ricky is a fitness industry expert, having been helping people achieve their fitness goals since 2002. We talk everything fitness, business, and group exercise to help you on your fitness journey. On this episode of the Ricky Long Podcast, I'm chatting to Thomas Wood. Thomas is a group fitness instructor, PT, and lifestyle and wellness coach, um, who is just a great example of someone who's doing a really, really good job, both in person and online. He's also a well-established Les Mills instructor and a Les Mills instructor coach who does a lot of work with other Les Mills instructors. Um, this is a great story. Uh, Thomas and I, you know, just really kind of meet for the first time via Zoom here and uh, just find out a bit about uh, each other, more so a little bit about him. Um, so hope you enjoy this conversation. If you're looking for a little bit of, you know, a how-to guide, an inspiration guide as to how to progress your career in the fitness industry, this will be a really, really good listen for you and certainly feel free to reach out to Thomas or myself in any way about anything we chat about in this episode. Before you listen to it, we are officially launching the Podcast Supporters Club. Um, So the Ricky Long Podcast is free and always will be free. What you can do is you can choose to become part of our Podcast Supporters Club and community. All the income raised from here will be reinvested directly back into the podcast. That reinvestment will look like uh, more time being spent on edits. It'll look like better quality guests coming on. It might be better mics. It might be at such time when you know the world reopens again, or you know we're in studios recording these podcasts in person. As a podcast supporter, you will have direct input on podcast subject and guests. You will have exclusive early access to all episodes and you will officially be supporting local business. So you'll get early access to all episodes. Most episodes are going to go out either on a Friday and a Monday. And what I will do with the uh, video part of the episode is that will be put into our Podcast Supporters Club. And the Podcast Supporters Club, it kind of looks a bit like a Facebook group. A lot of influence and, and podcasters will use a platform called Patreon. I don't look at Patreon. I've decided not to use Patreon. I'm going to put it all through my website. It gives me a little bit more um, freedom and flexibility on how I want it to work. Um, like I said, you will uh, officially be supporting local business. I'm a member of three people's Patreons. Um, which, uh, as I've already said, is similar to what I'm creating myself on my own, um, where I voluntarily pay to listen to their content, um, to your Northern Ireland local comedians, um, and the other one is a fitness uh, creator. Um, and like I said, you can you can choose how much you want to pay. I have a little bit of freedom and play on how you can choose to support so you can be a fan you can be a supporter you can be a super supporter you can be a partner and sponsor and there's different things you get in each one of those it starts from as little as four pounds a month and it can go as high as a hundred pounds a month that would be if you want to be a podcast sponsor um, and perhaps do a feature episode about one of the products you wish to um, talk about on our podcast and there's even an option if you don't fancy doing a monthly payment you can just donate there's a link for my paypal on the podcast supporters page by the way on the podcast supporters page I have completely revamped the page, so I'd love you to go and check that out. There's 
lots of free value and content on there. I'm going to put videos on there. There's links to the most popular episodes as well, as well as a video of the actual conversation that Rachel Newsham and I had when we recorded our podcast, I want to say August of 2020. Um, that's the date's not important, it's just uh, it was definitely 2020. Um, so yeah, please go and check that page out. If you want to become a podcast supporter, you're going to get early access to all podcasts, you become part of the community. Um, if you become, if you go look at the super supporter one, you can even get a coaching plan from, from me and you will get mentioned on the podcast and I will direct people towards your social media and whatever it is you are trying to help people with. That is the Podcast Supporters Club. That is the first official plug. I would love to expand the Podcast Supporters Club. The ideas I have moving forward is once a certain amount of people in it, it allows me to dedicate more time and give more value. So the Podcast Supporters Club will be getting exclusive podcast and videos. I would like to be doing that at least once, hopefully twice a week. Ideally, I'd love to do like a Podcast Supporters Club only podcast and uh, like a Zoom video call where we just get all the supporters on the Zoom video call and just have a little bit of crack and banter once or twice a week. That's the plans. I can only do it if you actually want to support the podcast. So maybe you don't like my podcast. Which would be weird because you're listening to this right now. But you get what I'm saying. The link is regularlong.com forward slash podcast. It's going to be in the bio and link of all future podcasts. Catch you soon. Please enjoy this episode with Thomas. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. On this episode of the Ricky Long Podcast is Thomas Wood. Thomas is a fitness and lifestyle coach and PT. He is a sports massage therapist and he is an LMUK, Les Mills UK instructor and a Les Mills UK instructor coach. And a lot of Les Mills UK instructors will know Thomas Wood because every Thursday he takes over the official Les Mills UK Facebook group. I feel like I've said a lot of like abbreviations there, the official Les Mills UK Facebook group yeah. and does the instructor coach Thursday post, which is... Um, well, I'll ask you what that is later, but Thomas, what uh, what's happening? Thank you very much for coming on. Hey, thank you, mate, for having me. That's the biggest thing. It's just like just like it's important. It's a weird scenario right now with COVID, and it's just great to talk to someone who is very familiar in the fitness industry, with a lot of knowledge, and we can try and help people. These are this situation where you and I have gone on here. These are sometimes my favorite podcasts to do from the point of. Um, we've never actually you know met and had like brilliant meaningful conversations in person we've kind of you know met on social media we've maybe been to the same events but it's kind of like hi how are you doing how are you doing you know like, there's a shit ton going on um so it's kind of nice to get to know you and also know that you're on Lindsay's podcast later on today yes yes I yeah. am so <laughs> yeah. I want to make this podcast obviously better but this podcast <laughs> is going to go out before Lindsay's podcast so you, this will probably be out by the end of this week um, perhaps with her later so uh, we want this one to like we want to make the mistakes here have the laughs here and be unprofessional here and when you do Lindsay's like you it'll be totally polished by then exactly <laughs> <laughs> so you you messaged uh, me and said you're doing um like a fitness business uh course and challenge tell us a bit about yes. that yes so as a personal trainer I've had to try and adapt my um fitness to go online more this past years and it's something that I've actually really struggled with is knowing how to do social media and actually really apply that to get 
more clients, but also just to get my name out there and get all the hints and tips that I feel that's quite knowledgeable out there. And so I undertook the Jay Alden Fit Biz Challenge, which is a free seven day course um, and just set different challenges. And on the Wednesday, it was just kind of step out your comfort zone and approach whether like news, try to write news articles for people or just to see if you get on a podcast, um, just to really sort of get your name, my name out there but also just to try and get some more knowledge out of people. That's the main thing, really, mm-hmm. because my always goal in fitness is if I can just change one person's outlook on it without actually forcing it on them or help one person, then that's just my sort of day done, really. Like, that's my career done. So yeah. you don't, I don't really do this for the money. It's for the enjoyment and the, and the helping aspect of it. And hopefully, if it means that some granddad can lift his kid onto the Christmas tree, to put a star up then that's more than any sort of weight loss that i can give someone so. i thought you meant just leave the kid there <laughs> <laughs> just just put them on the tree and that's something a granddad would do and find it kind of funny you know grandkids <laughs> pissing them off and i'll be there um, uh well, one of the first questions I'm, I'm trying to just bring on to the podcast and ask people right at the start i sent you it about 10 minutes before we started yeah um because I forgot to send you it before. <laughs> what does mental health and exercise mean to you? Oh, now loads. When I first qualified as a personal trainer, uh, mental health was, I think I like, qualified five years ago, I believe. And mental health wasn't really talked about too much in my course or like externally. And I think that's been a real push that people in, you know, as an instructor coach, I've wanted to put forward and for others as well. And it is huge. Um, because for me personally, it's a place to de-stress when I wasn't a group fitness professional. But also I know for others, it's to get away from their kids, to de-stress, to get away from a bad lifestyle potentially, and even just try and make a positive impact in their life, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Engine, a couple of devices here. Yeah, there's one thing you even said there just about mental health. You kind of said it beforehand as well about just helping mm-hmm. one person every single day and it's about just making that yeah. difference and how exercise can do that for people yeah i know huge yeah there's a bit of a delay here i'm noticing kind of us talking back and forth <laughs> i keep talking over you um so yeah just you know how would you describe yourself always give people the opportunity you know introduce yourself to the podcast um so i'm tom i'm a fitness and lifestyle coach the best way to describe it but um, I'm a qualified personal trainer, a Lesnos instructor coach and group fitness professional, and a sports massage therapist. So generally my whole life and career is fitness. <laughs> but I've also got a master of science in applied marine biology, no, applied marine science, sorry. Mm-hmm. So I actually didn't um, actively pursue this in university. It was something that I chose to do when I couldn't get a graduate job. Um, because I thought if I can't get a job using my degree I'll get I'll make a job in something that I love and that's the best thing for me it's obviously it's not been fun this whole year but having the right support network and um and my clients around me has been fantastic this year um but yeah no general my whole goal in fitness is to as I said earlier to just help one person every day um get that bit closer to their goal whether it is um to live their life pain-free um, or if it's to lose a certain amount of weight, or even if it is just to get themselves healthy, it's well that comes from a rehabilitation point of view or mentally. You're you're doing online 
PT fitness now? Yes, um, that's something that I started actively in sort of January, but it kind of kicked off beforehand with people that I've known and some of my friends who live up in like Sheffield and Cambridge. They've gone like, hey, look, I know you're a PT. Um, do you do online fitness? And I'm like, not yet. <laughs> but now I did. Uh, obviously for them, I was like, yes. And yeah, it's so actually been so a great you didn't do it like before, before COVID? No. No, so no, no. Yeah. It's something I've had to adapt into. Yeah. Oh, that, that's cool. And kind of what you said there, um, you said not yet. Is it something you wanted to do or just wasn't on your radar? Or? Um, it's something I wanted to do. Um, in this sort of day and age, it's now either adapt or, or die, <laughs> really, in yeah, this sort yeah, of probably. climate. And it's something that I was thinking about doing, but kind of, I kind of forced myself into it because I was really uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you don't overcome that being uncomfortable, then you're always going to stay where you are. And where I was, it was great before COVID, but with COVID going on right now, it's, it just wouldn't happen. It just wouldn't survive until this is all said and done. So you've got to kind of really adapt for it. Um, you know, mentally, we've touched on mental health and exercise. And I mm. think, you know, England and Scotland have the roadmap. Northern Ireland and Wales don't have a roadmap yet because you know their their governments are just even more incompetent yeah. than the, the UK's government, which is hard to believe. Um, yeah. But the point in all this was, you know, the, the mental release that our group fitness instructors oh. and participants are going to get when they come back to to the gym. Um, and there's one point you you know you said when we were talking previous about the idea of what when they get packed they they need to alter their expectations and realize they not that they're in a worse off place than where they were a year ago but they're just in a different place oh gosh yeah yeah and it's because as much as home workouts are great um i'm a really big person like actual face-to-face contact and connecting with people and it's realizing that as great as these are you're going to lose some bit of strength over the um, being at home because it's the lack of specialized equipment and you might have put the bar down or the, your kettlebells or even your bags of sugar in your backpack for your weight um, down for a little bit longer than a group fitness instructor or a personal trainer would have done. So when like group fitness kind of comes back, the idea is it's to reduce injuries, just start off lighter. Everyone's going to be in the same position, even like myself, and yourself as a group fitness instructor and online coach, that when I first came back out of the first lockdown, I ended up um, straining my adductor muscle. For those who might not know where that is, that's kind of the inside of your thigh on my left-hand side leg. And that was then pulling on my knee. I did that in the first rep of the first warm-up for body pump I did because I put back, because <laughs> I did it back to my regular warm-up weight, which is just five kilos a side. But it kind of dawned me then, then actually, yeah, that it, I should probably turn it down a little bit. And then I ended up doing squat, just the squat track and body, body weight for the past like four weeks leading afterwards. And so I then started tapering back up and getting the strength back up and doing what I know how to kind of rehab and stretch it out a little bit. So understanding that there's a great risk of injury when you come back, but just taper it down a little bit. No one's going to point fingers at you and say why are you going down and if yeah. they do you should have been in that class <laughs> yeah and i think class wise um the, the, what people are going to get when they go back 
um, maybe agree or disagree with is, is I think fitness wise, people will be used to training for that long because if people are doing home-based workouts, the chances are it's going to be between 30 and 60 minutes. They're yeah. used to training for that long. Um, but there'll be an intensity shift and the intensity shift isn't because your instructor is really, really bad or really, really good. The intensity shift is you're in a new environment and there'll be people probably beside you, two meters beside you, um, but they'll be working out as well. And it's just that you're all of a sudden, if you're doing a squat, you're going one or two inches deeper. If you're doing, if you're jumping, you're going one or two inches higher off the floor. There's going to be that intensity shift. Um, and that's going to come at, at a cost, at a price adrenaline and endorphin levels are going to be through the roof everyone is going to come out or their first couple of classes buzzing off their face because they're just so happy to have done it um and then there might be a few people you know kind of kind of like kind of <laughs> like you might have something similar to you they do their standard two two deadlift yeah. and because they're just a little bit you know a little bit of tension all of a sudden you know the, the hip flexor goes or the adductor goes and that and uh, i think the, the mental stimuli people are going to get when they go back into the studios. I think it's May for the studios. Yeah. Um, is, is going to be really, really class. Um, and I think it's, you, you just to lead us on to the next point, it's it's a great opportunity for members, not, not just members, I like to come at it from the instructor point of view, um, to give more help and advice. And if you are a member, ask for more help and advice. Absolutely. And it's, even if like, you're the first person, first time walking into a gym, because there will be people off through this lockdown who will just say, I don't like the way I look. And that's perfectly normal. Heck, I felt that way coming out of the first lockdown. And the hardest, realizing the hardest thing to do is to open the door to the gym or even get in your car or pack your bag, because that's the hardest thing for anyone to do. Once you're there, it's the whole atmosphere. Everyone's quite friendly, even though it might seem quite intimidating. And like PTs and group fitness instructors are there to help. They're qualified to help. And that's a lot of time why they're there. And they're there to, um, what's the best way to say it? They're, they're there not to make money. They're there to actually just help you. And then if they make money that way through you, that's great. But it's also finding someone, if you do decide to get a personal trainer, who just matches with you. Like, for example, I've, as a personal trainer, for as a PT, I had a PT. I think I went through three personal trainers, one left for Southampton and the person I then went to, um, great guy, I know him really well now, and, but we just didn't vibe, I just didn't get the right things. I then went to another female one who was fantastic and really helped me. Like for me, I really get along with female coaches um, from a personal training point of view, nothing against men, it's just the way I vibe and the way I like things. Um, but yeah, it's knowing that they're there to help rather than your best mate, John, who is um, who might have been in the gym for like 10, 12 years saying, this is how you do it. But he hasn't got the qualifications. And sometimes you see a lot of these Instagram like celebrities who do all these workouts, they try this. And I'm very hesitant about that because I don't know what qualifications they've got, if any, and what experience they have. Yeah. I was just thumbrailing for a bit yesterday. Um, and I saw one of these fitness celebs and this this girl she is actually qualified in fitness um, and actually kind of I've, I've met her before I wouldn't say I've known her um, actually 3,000 people doing her workout with her you know watching her live on Instagram 
And I just thought, like, I always, it's really dangerous for us, as in, like, me and you and Les Mills instructor, because we're Les Mills snobs. Like, if you don't squat like us or burpee like us, like, you're wrong. You know, it's very easy to put that hat on. And I was just watching some of the exercises she was doing, and they were just so bad and so unsafe. And that's, like, that's with my Les Mills hat off. It's like the way she was telling them to do a squat, I'm, I'm watching it. And the way she was telling them, bearing in mind she can't see them. And I'm just like, no. And the danger is someone like that with, you know, she was, you know, a couple of hundred thousand followers, getting obviously getting three, four, five thousand people on every live that she does. Like all of a sudden, they're being positioned as an authority and they're not because we, we Steve, who qualified on his PT course, who's walking the gym floor but can't get a client, yeah. he's probably safer and knows more than, you know, Instagram model wearing a pair of, you know, nice leggings and low-cut top. And that's just the fellas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they don't have the same knowledge. Yeah. And also, it's sometimes the experience as well. Like, these Instagram celebrities they may have like hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars or pounds behind them where people then compare themselves to, they say, Hey, look at like, for example, look at Adele. Like she's had a fantastic transformation with how she used to look. And it's not a bad thing, but it's understanding that she probably would have had a personal nutritionist, a personal trainer, a personal chef, a personal sports massage therapist, at least Mm. like, all day every day to get that transformation and yeah it's just going from that side of it saying that like john who might not have a client might be qualified in all those things but it's giving them the opportunity to do it and they're qualified to do so it sounds <laughs> so. counterintuitive what i'm about to say the the best fitness people to listen to and follow on social media are the ones who don't post and stream exercises and workouts they're Absolutely. They're the best one. You know, you've already mentioned Jay, um, Jimmy Alder, uh, Alderton. I nearly said Jamie Oliver. Uh, Jimmy Alderton. Um, like, you'll never see him stream a workout. You'll never, you'll barely even see him post, like, an exercise tutorial. Um, like, you would have to go digging for that. Um, you know, you, you can use some of, some of the bigger ones as well. You know, the, the bigger ones, uh, relatively speaking, you know, like, um, Jim Smith, uh, yeah. Darren, um, you know, they, they don't post loads about come and do my workout. Their, their credentials lie elsewhere. Um, and I think if you, interestingly, if you look at a lot of, a lot of um, Les Mills instructors, they're kind of similar. Like they're, they're maybe advertising their classes, but they're not saying come and do my live stream. I'm, I'm not just talking about my live stream of a Les Mills class. They can live stream whatever they want. And the, the, the point is their, their credentials are lined with helping people. It's not um, come and do my workout. Let's get more followers. Let's get more money. Let's get more engagement, that sort of thing. Yeah. And it's one thing that I've actually learned during that challenge, the seven day fitness challenge, but also kind of in the back of my mind, it's that everyone's on their own journey, whether it comes to fitness or it comes to online coaching. And the best analogy that I can think of is be like bamboo is in the same way that bamboo will be in the ground for potentially one year, you'll see no change. Two year, you'll see no change. Third year, you might see a little sprout. And then after that, I think it grows something like 90 feet, like six feet in like a month. 
and then it will just suddenly explode. And if you're doing it for all the right reasons, then like it will come. It's just a matter of factor of when, not yeah. not if. Mm. And I'm a huge believer in that. And it's the same that I've had with my guys doing that eight week challenge. Had an eight week challenge running, <clears throat> um, which unfortunately started on January the sixth, <laughs> the day gyms shut. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but everyone on there has had at least, I believe, I think they've lost about uh, four kilograms of weight, which is about oh, roughly eight pounds. And that's all from being at home. It wasn't me saying, right, you have to do this workout. You have to eat like this. It's understanding what BMR is, which is basal metabolic rate, understanding what TDE is, so total daily energy expenditure, and understanding that you might actually be under eating the amount of calories and not losing weight. Mm. And so you might actually have to actually eat more to lose weight. And that is getting that mind, going back to the mental aspect of it, it's going to that mind shift change. We're actually knowing that, yes, energy, having the less energy coming in, more energy going out means that you'll lose weight, but having too much, it's going to be detrimental to your health. Yeah, it, it, I use the glass analogy. Um, it's kind of similar. It's like, if you imagine you're a, a liter of water. Your exercise equates for 10% of that. Mm-hmm. right so if you know the energy expenditure throughout a day only 10 percent, a maximum of 10 percent. that's if you're training for an hour relatively high intensity 10 percent of your the effect that will have on your weight loss it's only 10 percent now most a lot of people are will only train three or four times a week so that 10 percent is actually getting less and less so that's why you need to address your, not that you need to address your BMR, you need to know what your BMR is. So as you can eat towards, you need to address your TDE, but you can have an effect of, you know, typically called steps. I, I love to have a rant with some of my clients. Um, so the, this this was not too long ago. This might've been lockdown too. So one of my clients, she was really struggling to get her steps in. We set a target of 15,000 steps, sorry, 10,000 steps. And she said, right, I want to make it 15,000 steps so as I'm doing more, but I don't have the time. And I'm like, okay, sedentary job. You know, she doesn't have to go far to get the work, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm okay. So how are you getting the 10,000 steps? So when I want to go home, I go a different route. But I want to get the 15,000 steps, but I don't have the time. And I said, just do 10,000 steps. So um, are there any hills or steps near you? And she said, yeah, yeah. And I said, do you walk that? And you have 10,000 steps. And I said, no. And I said, we'll just walk up the hill. So. So just do 10,000 steps, but maybe 5,000 of it is up a hill. Is that the equivalent of 15,000? And I was like, well, for the purpose of this argument, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> but I'm just saying 10, 000, not all 10,000 steps are equal. If you do them up a hill, 10,000 steps up a hill is superior to 10, the intensity of it. Yeah. And it's that, it's that mindset shift you spoke about. It's getting people to understand their BMR and you need to eat towards your BMR. If you under eat towards your BMR, your body's not going to function. If you Absolutely. know what your BMR is, you know what your TDE is, the thermal effect of food and exercise, and it's understanding that. Like the worst way to burn fat is by exercise. Because yeah. yes. as I said, it's at best 10% of your week. And another good analogy, like abs are made in the kitchen. Like you can do as many sips as you it. want. <laughs> you, want to, you want to hear the biggest con of the fitness industry? In fact, we pay for a gym membership and we're going and we're giving a load of gym stuff. That's, yeah. not what, that's not what we need. We should be paying for a kitchen membership. Absolutely. Our cooking membership and nutrition membership. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, 
A hundred percent. And yeah. it's one thing that I've tried to educate like my clients on my online bit has been yeah. look, you could like it's not doing this, it's doing this in the kitchen, yeah. it's understanding this yeah, and educating right. people to get to that stage. And so for me, like I called them my graduates. <laughs> not that it's actually a school that I run, but I was like, yeah. it's taking that mindset going, like, we've shifted that mindset of oh, I need to under eat and eat 1,200 calories a day and it's like no it's you've got to eat at least 1,500. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm curious what what system do you use to kind of work that out for people? Um, so a lot of time I think went online and just had a look at this TDE calculator mm-hmm. um, and it just popped up with those and then understand and telling them that their macro split between protein carbs and fats are going to be different depending on what your lifestyle is and your body yeah. shape and we spent the first like month we've had two seminars one on just basic nutrition then like bmr tde and then the second seminar was based on uh like body shapes and and then fat loss in general understanding why someone who might be as tall and skinny like peter crouch might really want their goal might be to put on muscle but they can't because of their stature where someone who might be like a sumo wrestler can arguably put on a lot of lean muscle and body fat. And it's understanding that there'll be two different ways for it. Yeah. Uh, you brought up the example of football. So I, I always yeah. used to talk about when, when they were roughly the same level, I know they're very not anymore, but Ronaldo and Rooney. Yeah. And how, because we're roughly the same level. When Rooney was at Man United, sorry, when Ronaldo, well, both were at Man United, rather, is they were roughly the same level. I know we can always say Ronaldo was better, his stats will be better. Um, but they looked completely different. And it was very, very apparent that Wayne Rooney needed like four or five games in a row to be sharp because mm-hmm. he, he put on weight quite easy. He put on muscle yeah. bulk quite easy. He was told not to weight train. Um, Luke Shaw was actually the same, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. He was told not to weight train because he puts it on. Whereas somebody like Ronaldo, is he doesn't put on bulk at all. He's just you know, a phenomenal athlete. And it's, it's understanding. So anyone listening to this is you need to become very self-aware as to what training does for your body. I know with my uh, triathlon training, um, because I'm still doing weights, it makes it hard to lose weight. So if I stopped, and so if I stopped doing the weights, I, and I hold on the muscle very, very easy. So like I don't drop calories or sorry, I don't drop weight and drop pounds, which is, frustrating because it makes it hard to run (laughs) yeah i'm in the same boat as you um in that sort of aspect i'm kind of like endomorphic slash mesomorphic in that way Mm -hmm. like i'm average height i'm five foot nine and um so it's i'm never going to be those massively tall lean people understanding that that's never going to be me but i can still hold muscle quite well it's mentally frustrating but it's getting to grips with that and knowing that how I can make that to my advantage mm. when it comes to fat loss or muscle, muscle gain and etc. Um, I just want to kind of backtrack. Um, yeah. Probably just talk a little bit about Les Mills. You know, so you're a Les Mills instructor coach. Um, so that, that that's changed. Everything's changed recently. Um, so talk us through. You know, how how did you get into Les Mills in the first place? Probably a better question. Um, so for me, I was a just a regular participant in a class down in Torbay. And front row, my, back row. Uh, I, I was front row. I was front row. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was front row. I can row. so tell. <laughs> <laughs> and when I first, 
I can remember my first body pump class that I rocked up thinking, right, it's a weight-based class. And the warm-up, I whacked on 10 kilos each side, thinking that I was a Superman, like in a, in a room full of women, like, hey, look at this. And then the instructor, who was female at the time, and my personal trainer as well, she said I should come down and, have a, and give it a try. And she was like, she looked around and went, like, he's going to die. Like, she actually said, like, he's just not going to survive the warm-up. I did the warm-up, and then she went, right, double or triple your warm-up weight. And I was just like, like my face just dropped. Like, oh my God, I was dying in the warm up. Mm. So I then didn't change the weight. And she went like, that's, that's the first sort of thing I went. And I just really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the weight based aspect of it, the music, and just the general vibe of it all. Not the pure factor that I was a guy full of, guy in a room full of women, but just the whole vibe that the instructor gave that it wasn't a serious based class. Like, you're going to work this and you've got like some army general shouting at you. It was the pure factor that it was fun. It was um, a great vibe. The music was great and it felt more like a party and it just stuck me ever since. And then when I couldn't get a graduate job, um, I was a waiter at the time. Um, so the, the cold reality, a guy with a master of science from University of Plymouth was a waiter. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was spent a load of time traveling, going to places, doing like Kilimanjaro at university. I did, I went, spent three months in Hawaii doing an internship and came back here, did like a year of volunteering down at Living Coast. So people know that it's just by the harbour side, it's now closed down. But um, yeah, I just couldn't get a graduate job. And I thought, I really enjoy doing this group fitness aspect of it and going to the gym. Maybe I can make this my career pathway. And I'm the whole I have. <laughs> so, and then one of my personal training qualification, I then got into, kept doing body pump and losing weight and um, enjoying fitness. And I was like, right, I'm going to qualify as body pump as well because I want more strings to my boat to make myself look more employable to gyms. And I did mine in London with Jess McDonald. Okay. So, and she then also did my um, Lesmond's core assessment. Uh, back in January, so it was great to see her as well. Um, well remembered, call that Les Mills core. Can't call it the Seahawks anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> I nearly did, but um, yeah, and I then got into Les, obviously to Body Pump, and then she did a presentation about the uh, trainer assessor presenter team and the boot camps, and all she went through, and that really stuck with me. And that is obviously a goal of mine in the future. Okay. Um, but then also it was like, it's just about helping and getting, knowing that the instructor who helped me at the time, Leanne, um, she was then like, we just ended up talking, doing, like, talking about Les Mills and keeping that way. And it was great just to have that connection as a personal trainer and a client. So yeah. it just stuck with me the whole way through. And then I really enjoyed the way the in the IMT that the teaching level was structured with like layer one layer two layer three and just the way it was put forward and how it was all explained and also is that it's science-based that was the big thing for me that it wasn't just some guy in a room that's typing and say yeah this seems good <laughs> and it's like this whole bunch of people like, there's like Bryce Hastings uh -huh. who does a lot of stuff and I know obviously Steve Tansy who was doing a lot of stuff there he, he has an MS Master of Science I believe He's, he's a lot of initials and a lot of words <laughs> yes. after his name that he 
he's quite humble about, um, but he chooses not to use it. Yeah, he's a yeah, ridiculously a, intelligent fella. And there was a lot of science that went behind it, and I knew that it was the right way forward for myself, and it matched my sort of personality. And it wasn't really until I got my first class, which was about a year after qualifying, but I was doing a lot of cover in places. Um, the I then started to really get into it and then really start to fall in love with it. And then it's like passing your driving test. Once you pass your IMT in the filming that you then really don't discover your teaching until you actually do it. And it was, wasn't really until I started doing all this like connections, like connecting vibe and just having fun with people, opening the door for them, mm -hmm. all yeah. stuff like that. Um, a couple of things you I, I resisted pulling out there and I'm still going to resist pulling out. Um, but you, you're now... Uh, an instructor coach uh, yes. so people remember that that's been a name change of the it was called something else previous the world changes if anyone you know, is thinking about what that word is we don't use that word anymore because the world has changed mm -hmm. um so yeah what does an instructor coach not not what does an instructor coach do um what do you do as an instructor coach so as an instructor coach um my general I generally feel that my role is to support um instructors generally that's just it's a very loose term with that but it is to help instructor coaches get better through guided discovery really so not only saying you have to teach it this way it's understanding that everybody there has can might be a connector they might be an educator they might be something else and just trying to find out what their strengths are and playing trying to help them discover what their strengths are I'll look at things and videos saying, hey, look, you could try and get a little bit low in your squat. You could try keeping your elbows in. Um, for example, doing the tricep extensions and things like that. But that's generally a lot of nitpicking. And it's giving, my role is generally just to give instructors support and help, hints, tips, and advice on how they, how they can make their classes better. And by making their classes better, they'll then hopefully change at least one person's uh, day, whether it is make it de-stress or someone who's actually got a smile after a really bad day. So You, you always post on um, in that Facebook group about, you know, uh, Instructor Coach Thursday. Thursday. Um, where, do you, where do you, like, get the ideas from and what are your, some of your favourites that you've posted? Um, so Instructor Coach Thursdays was an idea from Lauren McDowell uh -huh. And that was when it was the previous name, but she couldn't commit the time to it. And then it ended up going for about three weeks with no one posting. I was really enjoying what, following his posts. And I was like, well, if no one's going to do it, like someone needs to. So I messaged her saying, hey, look, I'm thinking about taking this over. Is that okay with you? Making sure that I'm not just going to steal her thunder from it all. And she obviously gave me the all clear. And Did she charge you any money? No, she didn't, thankfully. <laughs> Trademark it, copyright it, <laughs> get it all done. But um, yeah, so I thought that if I'm finding it useful as an instructor coach, then there'll be hundreds and thousands of coaches who would find even just one bit of advice uh, useful. Um, and some of my best bits that I've really enjoyed putting out there was a couple of weeks ago, I was one I put a couple of weeks ago to the instructor page which was just generally getting a load of advice from loads of different classes. Because obviously no one instructor coach is going to be qualified in everything. Like I'm not 
for example, I don't, if, I, if you see me doing Shabam, I've got two left feet and two white <laughs> socks to kind of balance myself out. <laughs> but you can take elements from that and use that in body pump, for example. Um, so I remember coming out of my advanced instructor module training two with uh, Mark Downey and Anne C. Yeo, I hope I said her surname right, or Anne C, as everyone knows her, was the, um, the musical connection. And then she set me up with um, Lindsay Walklin down in Plymouth, because it's close to me, saying, look, she's a Shabam tap team or body jam. She's like, look, she'll really help you with the instructor, with the just finding the pitch and the tone. And that really stuck with me, seeing like seeing the peaks and troughs of the music, mm-hmm. and knowing where the build up is. Really listening and vibing with the music, and that can really get things going. Mm-hmm. And just turn it from a great class to a fantastic class. Yeah. So I never believe that there are bad instructors out there. I just believe that they just they just need more time to bloom. That's all. Yeah, and it's for me with with the music. That's the you know it's as cheesy as it sounds and you know we don't just say it on any module training like if it comes from the music first and that's how you create a great experience um you know no member remembers you for getting great choreography or having great technique um members do not care about coaching layers they could not give two about coaching layers what they care about is connection and performance in lesnar's language because it's connection and performance creates that feeling. It creates that experience. And, you know, I, I share this enough times. That's what I go into a class thinking about. I'm not scripted. Um, sometimes I don't know the choreography. Um, I haven't had a full range squat in a long time. Um, coaching layers. I, I don't use coaching layers. I'll tell people the choreography and keep it safe, which qualifies as layer one. But mainly it's just creating that experience. And as you said, if you know the, the peaks and flows and troughs with the music, you can just do so much. Absolutely. Do and you can turn a you know a average instructor into a great instructor because they'll be able to create that experience, whatever that is, you know. So you might teach a class. Adam Burke's actually a great example. When me and Adam teach, we connect with the music very, very differently. He very very lyrically orientated he hears a song he knows all the lyrics whereas i'm the complete opposite i can listen to a song a thousand times and i don't know the lyrics in the song but i'll tell you every single beat i'll tell you when it goes up and goes down um and it's when you and once you know that that's when you can create experience that's when you can get contact with other people that's when you can deliver your you know amazing coaching cues or do something with your own technique that you know brings that little bit of the the music alive that sort of thing i think there's a great video of yourself i think it was when you had a standardization day teaching the bicep track to pink and when you're going up through it, and then it's just it's that horrid one which was three out of four beats oh yeah <clears throat> oh yeah and i remember seeing that video and going yeah that's just like how it sh- not should be but for me how it vibes with myself yeah, I just um, moved move the knees and the hips on the beat and just made a joke out of it. I so said, like, that's yeah. not the choreography, but do it, do it. And um, I actually used that in one of my, in a couple of my classes when we're uh, doing the bicep track and everyone was just laughing. And it was just like, people don't remember what you said. They remember how you made them feel. Exactly. And exactly. that's exactly what group fitness does for people who are looking to go into the gym. Like it's such a, ta- sometimes people are very taboo with males 
like you'll come in like oh, why are you doing zumba why are you mm-hmm. doing um yoga and all this aspect why are you doing like body pump and it's like it's it's still a fitness workout but i would rather be dripping with sweat and smiling and laughing with people than spending 45 minutes on the stairmaster and wishing it was over after 10 yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're very right funny you say that is what i've been doing recently um i've been doing a lot of grit strength because it just it guarantees intensity and like the the 30 minutes pass reasonably quick whereas i just i can't be doing like my own version of workouts in the house anymore i just i like to stick the workout on and just be pretty pretty mindless are you into um are you in the marvel yes yeah Yeah, i am yeah did you see my social this morning about wandavision I don't think I did. Uh, we'll see. Have you watched one division, <laughs> particularly the first couple of episodes? Yeah, I have. Actually, seen, I've seen all nine episodes. That's so good. So, um, so good. yeah. <laughs> um, Word of warning, people who are out there: it's it. The first couple of episodes, it might take a while to get used to, but just stick with it. Please yeah, so do. I would recommend people to do it similar to how I did it. I didn't watch the first, like on the first week. I waited about four weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I watched all four episodes at once and then that last five. Yeah. So when when did you um d- Grit Strength 15? Have you ever seen it? Um oh no, I have seen it. Sorry, this morning. Yeah, it was one yeah. of black and white. Yes, so, I have. For some reason, <laughs> unbeknown, they decided to film this and produce it in black and white <laughs> for absolutely and they never told anyone a reason why. Um so everybody got, I think it was still the DVD packs at the time. Yeah, they got their DVD pack and thought there was something wrong with their DVD and I was checking the settings on the TV and everything I remember (laughs) I remember being properly raging about it Um, so I just I put it on to the WandaVision music (laughs) it was great (laughs) and that's the best thing (laughs) Uh, uh, I can't remember how we got there but Um, we're there we're there yeah it and like for me talking about that I've taken up I in, for Lent, a lot of people give stuff up. I actually um, decided to take up something. So I'm a body balance instructor, and I have a because where I'm in Devon, that the nearest class to me, I believe, is 30 miles away for body balance. Okay. So <laughs> it's a long way for me to go, and unfortunately, they've got just the two instructors who teach it. So I try and go where I can, but I haven't been able to do body balance for about a year. So I was like, actually, I, I feel myself getting stiff and just like very tight and I was like you know what? I'm just gonna do body balance every single day over Lent to take something up as a healthy habit which I know is not going to be too detrimental to me in fact it's actually been really good mm-hmm. and I felt that I've been sleeping better no longer as aches and pains and it's just take it's just taking care of my sometimes my mood as well that I'm, I feel stressed now when I don't do it it's really weird what so, way do you do it do you do like the same <laughs> body balance release or do you mix it up is it always 60 minutes or what um, I've always done the the full hour. Um, I've been doing 83 for the past 14 days, which is one I qualified on. And we've just had the new ones come out. So I'm going to switch that and switch from 83 and go to the, the most recent one. Yeah. Go from there, because that's the great thing as instructors that we pay for is the masterclasses to learn it. And it's a great way for me to learn it, do it, and hopefully yeah. when things come back to get another class for body balance so uh, the, the greatest instructor hack is do your workout as soon as you get like the masterclass video just do it completely blind 
Mm-hmm. Don't have, don't look at the notes, don't look at anything like that, don't look at the songs or anything. Just go and do it blind. And the second one is now we're all guilty of this. As soon as you get the music, you play it on your phone. It's the mm. stupidest thing to do because the speaker on your phone is absolutely shite yeah. compared to the speaker in your studio. So obviously we can't go into studios right now, but hook your phone up to your really, really good speaker, preferably in a studio, and play the music at teaching volume. And all yeah. of a sudden it'll sound completely different. Because where I live currently in Torbay, I work in Exeter for teaching and personal training, etc. And that's about a 35 minute, 40 minute drive, depending on the time of day and traffic. So I'll, I would have downloaded all the music onto my iPod. And like you said that I'll just play it in my car and learning the best way that way. Uh, sometimes they're teaching volume. I wouldn't recommend doing that with body, some body combat music because you might speed. So, um, but yeah, and I get when I'm then learning it sometimes that I'll look so strange in the car that I'll end up doing like an imaginary bicep curl at at the lights, just going like one, two, down, two, and then like 100%. What's he doing? And it's stuff that people don't understand, like, unless you're in it, like, unless you're actually doing group fitness. A line I always say, and you know, the new instructors, especially on module training, is like, if if you normally listen to the radio in your car, you, you don't anymore. You listen yeah. to Les Mills music. And when you're not listening to Les Mills music, you'll probably just sit there in silence and enjoy the silence. Yeah. And songs, and also then like songs, when they finish at the end of the third verse, it becomes weird. Yeah. Like, if they go, what? Yeah, Isn't, it? Don't they just replay the next bit again? Yeah. Where's the next three minutes? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, just a bit before we we knock off, um, I'm just looking down. So, to to your members, you know, speak directly to your members and and your people. What would your message be for like when group fitness classes start again, and you know how they get their like you know, their fitness way back? What would your message be? Um, the just start off a little bit lighter than what you're expecting what you did beforehand, um, it's not an ego thing. It's just purely because I want to see you guys here next week and not in bed <laughs> because you're injured. So, um, and even though you might get the workout, might not be as being intense, your body will thank you for it in a couple of weeks time when you're then doing it at your regular weight again. And that is just, it's just a scientific fact that there's gonna be muscular atrophy and fitness levels dropping. So also want people to say just to have fun with it all because like we we've missed you you've missed us and it let's just go and have fun with it all again like let's just go around and shake your butt in the in the lunch track you know let's just like do a bicep curl and kiss the biceps at the same time when you're going for a single curl like that mate your class sounds like a class i want to go to (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's a load of fun i'm never a big advocate of um having very strict classes because i feel that it's like we said earlier that people go people it's how you make people feel not the class itself so and it should be inclusive for everyone whether it comes to someone who might have a knee injury or a shoulder problem i've i've got people in my class who did the squat track as body weight and i don't i don't complain about it because i know that they're there because they want to get fitter and 
I say to people at the start of my class, if you've got an injury, like, you don't want to say, just let me know. Like, I'm not going to share it around and boast about it to other people. Like, mm-hmm. and if it does, and if it is a thing, like, if you worry about it, like, there'll be space at the back of class. I've also got people who body weight right at the front of the class. And it, it's just a great thing to have, just people will see that everyone's at a different level and a different stage of fitness. A um, couple of stock questions. I yep. always ask people the, the hundred pound question. What great items for a hundred pounds or less have you bought recently? This is going to sound really strange. Um, I actually bought a cricket ball recently and I don't play cricket. Okay. <laughs> um, it's basically because foam rollers can easily break. For me, I use it on things like just actually to, to get knots out of my butt and my glute chest. And because it's a very hard, solid object, it is painful as heck. Don't get me wrong. It sucks. <laughs> Like for things like plantar fasciitis, or which is basically a tightening of the under muscles of your feet, um, putting your foot on that and just rolling that around, or even just an ice cold can of Coke. Do you know what? I was I was so disappointed there because I thought you were going to tell me you've got like a famous cricket ball collector's <laughs> item, like was in the ashes or something, and I was like, oh, he's probably paid like 80, 90 quid for this. But see, like see your children, this would probably be worth hundreds of thousands of them and now no, he's using that basically as a harder more sadistic version of a foam roller yeah and another one being like resistance bands um everyone kind of gives them a bad end like you can't get the intensity from it i've used 15 quid off amazon and it's come with a door attachment and some yeah. ankle holders and it's been a really good way, good way for at home to do stuff yeah um, um a little hack for you i know you just bought a, a cricket ball um mm-hmm. but I'd argue it's better if you buy a hurley ball. Do you know what hurley okay. is? So yeah, it's yeah, it's with board. the it's with that long stick that pick up smack. Yeah, yeah, smack ridiculously violent, aggressive, technical, skillful, fit sport. Um, but yeah. the hurley ball, it's it's smaller than a hockey ball, and it's a little bit soft, and then it's rock hard. Ooh. Whereas like a cricket ball and a hockey ball just be rock hard. Yeah. I suppose what's good yeah. about a cricket ball, you get a little bit of texture on it. Um, you would on a, a hurley ball as well. So if you can get your hands on one of those, especially yeah. a used one, because they'll be a bit battered. Yeah. They won't be perfectly <laughs> sphere. There'll be some sort of nook that can dig deeper into your yeah. into hamstring yeah. or something. There'll be some Irish lads like tooth imprints on it <laughs> as well. Yeah. Some with some random stain, which might be from like a like a blood stain or something. You're like, oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, some some, some bodily fluid. <laughs> <laughs> um, any decent reads or listens? Um, obviously your podcast. Um, I listen to that a lot. I listen to that a lot when I'm on my walks. So I do ten thousand daily steps. Currently over lockdown. Um, obviously I'm going to say Lindsay's as well. Come on that next. Um, but both are really fantastic podcasts. Mine's better. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm also a massive NFL fan, so I listen to some Miami Dolphins ones. Um, oh, yeah. when I'm walking as well. Uh, reads. I'm a bit of a nerd, so I actually tend to read articles for the moment, okay. mainly in journals because I'm looking at what I'm recently looking into is um, sleep and how that can affect fat loss. So it's looking at basically how much your good quality sleep that you can get. And rather than how many hours, it's looking at like REM cycles and stuff like that. So that uh, is my cue. You see me looking to the side there. That's my cue to produce Nick Littlehills's book. Have you read it? <laughs> no, I haven't, unfortunately. Real, really, really good read. It, uh, it's a 90 minute read. <laughs> okay. 
because that's a REM cycle. That's why yeah. he wrote it like that. Um, and uh, Nick Little Hills is he was the first like professional sleep coach that like Team Sky and Man United and the England teams all employed. Um, Ronaldo twice he's come up in this yeah. conversation actually employed him as his own personal sleep coach. Um, but it's really really good for somebody like me who you know I wouldn't have the science intellect. I can read it and I can understand it. He talks about sleep hacking and how like your 90 minute cycles and anything from like four and a half hours to seven, seven and a half hours is probably about right for people. But if you go into the eight and a half or nine hour zone, it's not as good. If you're going to sleep that long, you may as well sleep for 11 hours. It's yeah. really, really interesting. And he talks about how to sleep hack it. I spoke about this with Chris Ward when he was on the podcast and I said, I'm going to have a coffee and then I'm going to have a nap. And he was like, what? You want a coffee and then you're going to have a nap? And I said, well, yeah, because the first 20 minutes of a REM cycle don't really matter. They don't really count. That's you in a good, fun sleep phase. So if you have a coffee, it takes about 30 minutes to get into your system. Plus, it'll probably make you need to pee. So by the time you wake up after 20, 30 minutes, like you're good to go. Yeah. One of the best sleep hacks. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, I'm a huge advocate for sleep and things like that. It's not just because I'm lazy, but it's just... From what I've read is that generally in the UK compared to some places in the world, that we miss out on average, I believe, a couple hours ex like sleep a day, which then equates to at some point, I believe, it's something like an extra month of sleep loss that Easy. people have. And it's and you look at it again, that's when you see having a lack of sleep then also increases your cortisol levels, which is your stress hormone levels. Yeah. Which then is gonna more likely for you to then potentially do stuff like binge eat and should be in a worse mood. And it's, that's why having just that more sleep in life. Yeah. So just, I'll, give you, I'll give you a couple of contributing factors to that and why the UK, adults in the UK, get so poor sleep is one is the TV watershed. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't kick in until nine o'clock. After nine o'clock, that's when the adult TV is on. I'm not talking about porn. I'm just talking about like Meghan and Harry being on last night. That It's on at nine o'clock. So it'll be, and that's, all the dramas are on at nine o'clock, etc. So we're staying up to that time, maybe not going to bed until after 10, maybe half an hour before we get to sleep. You could even be 11 o'clock. And most jobs require you to be in work for nine o'clock. And most people will travel for half an hour, 45 minutes to get there, which means you've got to be up 7 a.m., 6 a.m. So we're, that's one of the contributing factors. And then people don't finish work at four or five o'clock anymore. It's like seven, eight o'clock. Yep. And then the cycle just repeats. Um, that's why Google, Microsoft, Apple have it nailed. They have sleep pods in work. Mm -hmm. but, like, could, could you imagine as a PT, as you know, gym instructor, saying that you're, I'm going for sleep between two and three? I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the gym? Not in the gym, no. But, <laughs> but what I do is um, it's in my car. I actually nap in my car. And uh, the people, like some of the PTs have taken the mic and gone, like I will have like a hood like this and it will just be over like my eyes and I will just nap in my car. <laughs> I, I do too. We've all done it. And it's, we've all done it. And it's also because like I trap, like my spin class starts at 6.30 in the morning on a Monday. So I'm just like, oh, you go to work at 6.30. I'm, like, yeah, I'm up at quarter to four, up at quarter to six. Yeah. I'm actually out of the house at quarter to six. So, but one of the benefits of being a sports massage therapist is that I have my um, mobile 
sports massage bed in my yeah, car. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so along with a, um, so that fits perfectly in the boot of my car. So I've then also got a, a, like, a couple of towels and blankets and a pillow for, for them as well. They keep them all comfy and boost their legs up and from doing stuff on their quads or something. So that then turns to, to a portable bed. <laughs> Well, just a, a little idea of just plant the seed. I don't know if you heard the podcast that went out, our last podcast with Jen, Jen McKechnie, the blue-eyed van life custom conversions. She converts minibuses into like camper vans and motorhomes. That could be your next move. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's, uh, that's I'm, I'm on the list for one. That's going to be this year's big YOLO moment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious, uh, we'll round off the podcast. What are you doing next today? Next today, obviously, I'm doing Lindsay's podcast next. Um, so big shout out to her. Um, I'll be doing my 10,000 steps. Um, I'll also probably be spending half an hour just looking at marketing and online stuff for my fitness stuff, as well as probably putting up a little sort of throwback uh, post for this time last year is that I got waxed from neck downwards. So I look like Rufus from Kim Possible, the Naked Mora. So, I might use that as the podcast cover if I can find that picture. <laughs> yeah, it's just me like this, completely, uh, completely with short like my shorts have been rolled up, and it was for charity. It was for Age UK last year because one of my oh, yeah. um, members was doing the London Marathon, and I was just like, "Hey, I've done, I did Kilimanjaro. I wanted to get waxed, but I never had the balls to do it. So I'm actually offering it to you now." Because if I don't do it, I'm never going to do it. Oh. So yeah, I then spent two and a bit hours, three hours, raised over a thousand pounds for it, oh, and she man. then ran the London Marathon. So good man. Well, I'll check out that post later. Want to see it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, where can people follow you on social media? On social media it is Instagram for at Thomaswood Fitness, mm-hmm. and on Facebook it is at tw.fitness12. So um, I'm currently looking to change that to to match my Instagram, which would be at Thomaswood Fitness. But yeah, I'll just Instagram's the best place. Yeah, I'll Instagram's probably the best place for me. Thomas, uh, great to meet you. Great to catch up. Um, so yes. yeah, thanks for coming on. Thank you, thank you for having me, and thank you for applying. And I will hopefully see you soon at some quarterly workshop. You are listening to the Ricky Long podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes.